welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a stable in queer culture, but they've also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, getting queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok, MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Disaster classes in session, and for two-thirds of the girls, it was exactly that, a disaster. So who schooled the class and who is finding their way out of the competition and into detention? It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK5, and joining me to do so is Audra Quartz. How are you? Hello. Welcome, welcome to the show. Um, I'm always, always excited to have new people on the show and talk about Drag Race. Um, so tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your love for the Drag Race television program. Yes, my name is Audra Quartz. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, Bushwick to be um, exact. Yeah, I started watching Drag Race probably like season two. Um, and yeah, now I'm watching Drag Race UK. I was best in Bushwick. Um, every Thursday, you can come and watch Drag Race UK work. Amazing. I love that. Um, and I apologize if you ever listen to the podcast and make fun of Bushwick, but it's just an easy target. It's okay. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's a very easy target. Um, friends, I got some drag news of the week. The cast of Canada's Drag Race Season 4 has officially been revealed. Did you get a chance to check them out yet? Yes, I did. Uh, that cast looks really stacked. Mm -hmm. uh, based on like what other queens are like commenting under their stuff it really looks like this is going to be a really good season of Canada yes we love diversity and the diversity yes. that comes when uh we have you know trans representation old people representation come on oldest queen ever on drag race at 57 yeah 57 and at first I thought it was a joke I was like are they just joking Oh my God! Uh, Fifty-seven is is, is young. It, it's young. But um, they were joking. <laughs> not a joke. Not. But yeah, I I think it's just gonna be a good cast. As I say on the podcast all the time, you can have a great cast on Candace Drag Race, but when Brooklyn makes terrible decisions, it will affect the entire season. Yeah. Hopefully, they have really good guest judges. Yes, I would like to know some of them this time around, but I that's asking for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality and production. We are showing the editing of the television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, they repeat me. They go to my opportunity. Go and tell them to share the craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. But it's in the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality and the show. You hear that, friends? I said it. I gave the warning. Don't be mad at what I say. <laughs> Period. All right. Uh, we're four episodes in 
only two queens have officially gone. We know that more have already gone. Um, how are you feeling about Drag Race UK five? I will say, um, as I was watching, it, they're very talented, very talented bunch. Um, literally, I feel like this has been the Caramel show yes. for the past couple episodes. She's either lip synced, been like the point of conversation. So, like, I'm ready for them to kind of into their own so that we can really because there's really no front runner at this point so i'm ready for them to kind of like dive into the competition and it's really really interesting because we're going to talk about carol a lot because as you said it's the carmel show and and no fault for her own she just is a legend she's been rumored for the show for years people have wanted to see her now she feels ready to go on and she's on and she's doing well but she's also not doing well which is really interesting (laughs) because we as the fandom want to see her win but she's not giving us a reason to win. And also, we'll discuss it. I don't know what the fandom is saying, but she's not giving the best winner's edit as far as a positive character. She is an antagonist. And that's very interesting yeah. to see how her confidence is possibly getting the best of her. No, it really is. I think um, she does take a lot of things, like it seems like personal. And she Mm kind of like brings in outside influences into the competition. So I think that plays a lot into it as well. Yeah. Um, Girl, we not know. You know what I mean? Like it's a competition, but yeah. That's true. Well, let's go through this and start with Caramel, who is the winner of the week. She won the lip sync for the win. Now, Didi will say that Kara deserves the win, but in this moment, she is still pretty pressed that there are still nine girls. Well, I'll blame the behind-the-scenes insanity for that one. Vicky and her Freddie stash will congratulate Kara for being the first-ever solo winner on a girl group challenge on Drag Race UK. Do you prefer a single winner for the challenge, or do you like it how they've done in the past where the entire group is rewarded? Actually, I really enjoy when one person wins. A Beyonce. And it's just mm-hmm. nice. I think it's also like the girls themselves. It's definitely a confidence booster when you win that girl group challenge and you're like, I stood out amongst everyone else. Right. I agree. Yeah. And it's interesting because like obviously sometimes on the other franchises when it's not um, just a badge you're getting and you're getting actual cash money, I understand why it's a single winner. Um, but I guess for the UK, it, with last year, six people getting a badge for yeah. a girl group challenge, <laughs> it really tipped how the results went later on in the season. So I, I think, yes, I agree. if like perhaps this challenge, the three of them were so individually good, but also as a group, perfect together. Yeah. Give them all a win last week. Tara deserved it. Dee Dee didn't. So yeah. I got, I understood here. Now I have a question for you. Go Do for you it. think uh, that Dee Dee is like trying to like overcompensate because like, she comes from this, like, not, well, this family of Crystal being, like, the Drag Race winner. So now she's trying to come on and kind of, like, setting her own thing. Do you feel that she's, like, in sometimes, like, overcompensating because she wants to stand out so much? Oh, yeah. Um, And we're going to talk about it because I have a little section to talk about, Dee very shortly. But I, 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 I think it's because of her youth. I, I'm not saying it, all youths are that way, but I think she just doesn't have the life experience some of the others in the room do. Like, 
I'm not saying Michael Maroli is old because Michael Maroli is just a couple of years older than I am, but Michael has been in the scene and knows how to interact in a way that Dee yeah. just doesn't have yet. Nothing against her. She's she's also very much grown up on the television show, so she believes that's how you act in, yeah. in the situation. So it, it's a little bit of both, but... Tara says she murdered the lip sync, and with a win, she wants more. She will ask the girls how it looked from the back. And honestly, if you're watching backs, can you really tell how a lip sync is? Or do you think they really have like sneaky monitors somewhere that they can peer into? No, I think they just watch it from the back. Um, I think a lot of it from the back, I feel like you probably uh you just like really like sensing like someone is kind of like pushing a little bit further than yeah. the other. Or I, I, guess. I guess really the tell is are the audience is the judges enjoying it? Are the, is their audience engaged? Right. Well, tomorrow will say she's not making excuses, but she couldn't move in her tight whiteies. She said her pants, not to be confused with twi- tidy whiteies, which are something completely different here in America. Totally different. <laughs> she will tell us that she let Cara win as she's had terrible few weeks. So tomorrow, thanks for her thanks her charity. Um, and she is just gorgeous and generous. And I was like tomorrow. You're just good TV. Don't don't think this was a victory you gave away. No, no, no. You didn't win it. Banksy will remind the class <laughs> with three badges won. The recipients are herself, Vicky, and Kara. And saying this will open Pandora's box as Dee Dee will vent and rant and have a session. And she will take the moment to say that the last two girls she has gotten close, um, the last two challenges she's gotten close with missing the mark. And Kara's like, baby girl, make yourself known. Meanwhile, Michael's like, you are Mimi-licious, which is exactly the case. Yeah. As we were just discussing, we know that Dee Dee is just a wee baby when it comes to human years, and do you think her youthfulness and slight ego is just not able to pick up on social cues? Um, because reading the room, she's not the best. Yeah, I think um, I think since she's on a season with a couple like season vets, uh, you definitely get to like see it. Um, it's a bit more prominent. Whereas if she was on a season with a bit more younger queens, uh, kind of like a season seven American kind of situation where like the cast is kind of split. It's like older queens and younger queens. I think we wouldn't we wouldn't notice it as much. But I just hope she starts really punching out these challenges because she can. sew. she's talented. Yeah. Now, to rile up the girls, we have. Tamara say that there have been some free passes and wants to know who she thinks has been coasting along. I mean, to be fair, three competitive weeks of Drag Race, not really fair to ask that question, in my opinion. But Dee Dee will slightly turn her head and the emotion will get to Kate, who will be like, don't look at me. I mean, just like Tamara in the lyrics, if you think it's about you, then it probably is. <laughs> Tamara will tell that she doesn't mean to be rude but she looks so funny to which kate is like that she lives to do that make people laugh and she's succeeding to her point she didn't know this yet but she is the confessional queen she is very good at one-liners now michael and confessional will state that apart from naomi's knee kate is the winkest link do we have any evidence to prove that not at all, because I feel like nothing is really going on yet. Like, Is this just trying to set up a narrative for maybe later on in the season? Because I don't think Kate's the weakest link. This cast is not very weak. Yeah, neither do I. When they were when they were talking, 
funny. Her confessionals have been great. Uh, she's also have like really good workroom moments, uh, yeah. like talking to the horse. Thought that was yes. hilarious. I yeah. agree. Now Vicky will now point out that Kate looks upset, but she tells them that she's thinking they're just underestimating her and cue the uncomfortable laughter from the other girls. There is something, and I've said it many times, that that look queens, beauty queens, just do not respect camp queens. I've always said that it's really because of how Drag Race has treated camp queens. I agree. Um, and because 95% of the time when a new baby queen starts drag, they're not trying to be like the campy queen anymore. They're trying to be the fashionista. Yeah, I agree with that. Kate is aware that she hasn't been critiqued yet, but she's rather rather be coasting than be on a roller coaster. And to her credit, many a queen has coasted to the finale without a single win. Just saying. That's very true. Ginger will tell her she doesn't think she's coasting just on a day trip to the coast. <laughs> Kate knows three weeks in without a comedy challenge, she can feel it in the water that one is coming. Something funny this way comes. She wants to know how the pretty girls do when they have to tell a joke. Being funny and pretty, it's impossible. Most of the time. Miss Naomi Carter will get the honors of telling us that it is a new day in the workroom and it's time to send somebody home this week. Be careful for what you wish for. Yeah. First After off, giving... Naomi Carter is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> she she is she's a fun, interesting human being. Um, I feel like we would get along and and after five minutes would be like, I don't know what you're saying, but sure. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'd probably just like sit there and laugh. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, after giving Cara her flowers, Michael will give her credit for smashing the choreography. But Michael thinks that this week it's Michael time, bitches. Once again, the number nine girls is brought up, but the bands are splitting up. It won't be the same after this week. Cara says she's been privied to a solo album, so she really doesn't want to say anything aside from she does dream and believe that she is the Beyonce, which is very fair. Banksy will be self-deprecating and say she is Victoria Beckham and she can't say will we ever see Victoria Beckham as a guest judge can we make it happen just to see if words can in fact come out of Victoria Beckham's mouth no I really want her to be a guest like I think it's time I think there's a few people that I think it's time we get them on the drag race what do, but, what so how much money does she need to get on there every other Spice Girl has been on well, in the UK, you never know. They might be asking them to do it for free. That's true. I mean, what else <laughs> does she have to do? I mean, I know what she has to do because, I mean, we all would love to bend it like Beckham. But um, that's a whole different story. <laughs> all right. Banksy believes that some of the girls are bold and loud and cocky and wants to knock them down a few pegs. Can't wait to see it happen. Now, there is no alarm, but the girls will rush over to the video screen where Rue is like, to be Drag Race UK's next drag superstar, they have to sing like no one's listening, dance like no one's watching, and love like the filthy pig they are. And they're like, didn't we do that challenge last week? Is this like an oopsie alternate video message? That video message was so confusing. Yeah. Uh, if you like watch the video message and then watch the rest of it, I thought, I was like, wow, they're going to do a rusical so... Right after the girl group challenge, a musical. Right. Uh, well, yeah. with the uncertainty of this message, Dee is like, I feel really sick. I think I need a day off. And Michael tells her that she can have one tomorrow when she goes home. Bloop. That's called shame. <laughs> Rue will arrive and she has entered her scarf era. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I found that entire color ensemble to be a serve. 
and I might try to pull it off this winter. Let's see if I can do it. I thought his outfit was, his outfits are always correct. Always correct. Um, except for one, uh, when he wore the one to the Met Gala. Yeah, that was a choice. Listen, if it was, he was a little overdressed. That one was expensive and you need to really make sure it works every angle and every camera it can find. So I got it. Literally. (laughs) For this week's mini challenge, Rue is looking for the face of a new thick and creamy shake packed with nut-based protein called SPNK, only on the BBC. Am I right? The print crew is summoned, but it's only a man in a wig. It's Raven. Why? Well, I guess they needed her quota of appearances in the series. She will be taking their photo as they pose and deliver a sticky tagline. This challenge is going to be filthy. Yeah. They have it's funny that you said why she's there. It's funny that you said why is Raven there. That's literally like my first note that I said. She doesn't talk. She says like one or two lines. Thank you. It's literally to remind people that she exists and Painted by Raven is a show she hosts. (laughs) No, literally. They have 15 minutes to get into quick DTF bro drag. Oh, boy. How would you do in this challenge? What would your gimmick be? I think I do SPNK. Um, obviously, it's like a lube already, right? I mean, it's spunk. It's it's jizz. I'd, it's... I'd make it like a lube. There you like, go. Like lube I'd get it all wet. I'd, I'd squirt it on me. I, I mean, I'm funny. sure they were told, please don't put it on your body because we don't know what's actually inside of this container. But, you know, it's an option. It's comedy works and making real laugh. That's really all this challenge is about. Exactly. <laughs> now, all I'm going to say before we dive into this section, post-production splooge sound effects, please never do that again, Drag Race. Please. <laughs> I'm not a prude, but that yeah. was a little too far for me. The sound effects were intense. <laughs> Mike and Marulli will be up first. And Rue will give that Bronx-style introduction of her name. And yeah, listen, if Rue loves your name, think of it as an invite to the finale. Literally. Michael's certainly packing in that pink unitard as the catchphrase is SPNK. Lift heavy, swallow hard. Ew. He was kind of giving me um, Chanel when she did the Mandarin Orange. The- <laughs> Very much. Next yeah. up is Miss Naomi Carter, and I don't know how to rightly describe her ensemble, but I think of it as bro had fun with a sharpie on every element of their body. And the pew braids that literally are hanging out of the shorts. Wow. Now in a very wild voice, SPNK. Now with mystery chunks. Hard pass. Same. Looks really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Deanie is giving MILF tracksuit, and again, heavy on the Sharpie, but her line starts in a butch voice, then goes into a female voice, SPNK, now with vanilla, as she loses her wig again. That's just her gimmick, ain't it? Is it hard to glue down a wig? Honestly, I don't think so. Like, for me personally, I sweat a lot, so Mm -hmm. sometimes I have to, like, go in and put, like, a little harder like something a little bit more tacky. Um, I just don't think she's putting any kind of like secondhand protection. There's no bobby pins, no headband. She like can't keep this damn wig on. She can't. At all. She really can't. Uh, Friends, go call Boudoir Lafleur. She knows how to keep any wig on her head and she will shake that fucking thing around and it will never leave. Ever. 
I think an old time, like not an old time, but a, a very tenured drag queen needs to go out there and release a YouTube video for all the younger queens to see. This is how you lay down a lace wig. I agree. All right, Ginger Johnson has arrived, and that is Scottish lad, if I ever did see one. She will take on the moniker of John Michael Henry Luke Michael John, but his friends just call him Ham. Sounds accurate. The tagline is SBNK, now with even more sperm. Right to the point, ain't it? Literally, she kind of gave me fat bastard from Austin It was Powers. so fat bastard. It was, was so funny. Like, oh my God. This is um, fat bastard after Weight Watchers literally now gen z if you're listening to this you're like who's fat bastard go find a vcr put a vhs in it and go watch austin powers it's specifically in gold member with exactly. beyonce and if y'all so don't know what a vcr or a vhs is then you're probably Figured too young out. for me <laughs> okay. kate butch is giving hair metal pirate goes to the gym her line is SBNK. how much can you swallow and rue loved it and that's all that matters yeah, I ought to be laughed. I think Kate is really funny. Caramel will get all up in that exercise bike as the pit crew mounts both her and the bike. SPNK. I just love it. First, having a trans woman tap into bro drag is a bit interesting for this challenge. So I'm going to give her a pass for this execution because maybe this was not what she really wanted to do, but she's still hot. Yeah, she is. Really she's hot. still hot in everything she fucking does. I was like, especially with like the man right in front of her and her head cocked back. I was like, oh, she she's definitely a pro at that. She's probably <laughs> been mounted on an assortment of objects. <laughs> Tamara Thomas's ruse pet is packing a sausage surprise. I mean, how many socks did that take? SPNK, how much do you gulp, bro? And Rue will then have her flip her hair around, and the tomorrow we know is back. She just loves a camera. Banksy's turn, and it looks like she was just biking after taking a swim, or as Ginger says, she looks like Mr. Bean on his way to an outbound center. Now, I have never heard of such a thing, but I'm also an indoors person, so um, maybe if I get on Survivor, I'll be like, I'm going to be an outdoor person again, but not yet, not yet. SBNK, drink it, but don't get in your eye. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. Um, yeah, getting in your eye is always the worst. Not like I've actually known from experience, but I've I've heard about it first thing i thought of pink eye oh definitely um qu quick story in college um i was outside with my friends and this girl came running up to us and once she got up to us she yelled i got cum in my eye it was so funny yeah um college when you don't know what you're doing and you don't know social boundaries still at all <laughs> biggie's turn and, and look those muscles they were a choice wild SBNK come for the flavor stay for the pasty she loves a pasty don't she but that ass I don't mind it it was cute yeah it's cute I thought her look was a little crazy too I was like okay Very, it was, she went the hammest no pun intended compared to anybody yeah um so who was the cream of the crop the winner of the mini challenges Tamara Thomas listen Ruth loves her but i think ginger was better i think tomorrow was the winner because she can cause drama with her gift of winning most likely but we'll get to it do you think tomorrow was the winner uh i agree with what you just said um i don't i don't think tomorrow was that funny i thought she just did the kind of job um i would have preferred if kate or ginger would have won um yeah. just based on like who made me laugh personally 
for this week's Maxi Challenge, inspired by Rue's Masterclass, they will share their experience in an inspirational seminar called RuPaul's Disaster Class. They will work in groups of threes. Tomorrow we'll get to assign the queens. All right, see? For her team, she will go with Michael and Ginger. Next, she puts Miss Naomi, Miss Didi, and Miss Kate. And finally, it's Miss Banksy, Miss Patsy, and Kara, uh, who will not be given the Miss before her name because, well, she got to stand out somehow. Now, because why the hell not, Rue will determine which team will get which topic. For Tamara and her friends, Rue gives the topic party, where they have to give drag lessons on making friends and influencing people. For Naomi and her friends, they will have the topic of work, drag lessons in mastering your career and life. And finally, for Miss Cara and friends, they will be given love and offer drag lessons on romance and relationships. Now, which topic would you have selected and what would your angle have been? Uh. Believe it or not, I kind of would have gone with um, the love as well. I think um, I would have really gone with the angle of kind of like from hookup to husband. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, I would have told the beautiful of meeting up with people for app of grinder and yeah that would have like really been my angle i could i would have wanted to bounce off of everyone's ideas as well but yeah so is it possible i can find a husband on grinder you know what girl i think it is it, i've heard it works for some people listen if i've been trying for decades not decades i'm not that old <laughs> but maybe one day now, before we can even discuss what to discuss, it's time to discuss the groups of it all. Tamara picked the groups, and Michael says that Tamara was very wise as she knows they will have an absolute ball. Michael says they all have the same humor as they are daft as brushes. I don't know what that exactly means, but we're going to go with that phrase. Ginger says she has been to quite a few parties, and I wonder, as a guest or as a clown? Literally. <laughs> Michael will say that the Northeast Probably is the party both. capital. Yeah, right. No, the Northeast is the party capital of the UK. Not really the same in the US. I feel like the South has it on lock um, when it comes to partying because they have a sense of like chaos, messiness, and hickey parties. I agree. And there's so much space that um, they can just like literally thousands and thousands of people show up. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, even though we know what their result will be. Tamara will admit that she has never seen a masterclass. And spoiler, neither have I. I've seen hundreds of ads for masterclass, but bitch, I am broke. I ain't buying RuPaul telling me how to love myself. I hear that five fucking times a week. <laughs> no, literally, I think the most uh, iconic line is the, uh, to wear to be successful, you should wear a suit. I think that's what he taught in his five hour long masterclass. Well, <laughs> maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Right, same. <laughs> Listen, catch me next time I go to Dragon in a suit and I'll still be unsuccessful. Now, if you had to teach a masterclass, what would you teach? Um, so if it was like anything, um, I'd really just teach like not like life advice. I think I would go along with like the working as well. Just um knowing that you don't have to stretch yourself thin to be successful. You don't have to follow everyone and do exactly what everyone does. And if you find that no one's giving you opportunities, like make your own, do your own shit. Look and what look at what I did, and look where I am, stretching like, myself thin, making my own opportunities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now they they had a moment, but tomorrow will admit after being asked that her selection of the groups was more so of. 
who was standing next to one another rather than strategery, as this is going to give everyone a chance to work with one another in different vibes. Tamara got her angels of the north, and they're just ready to take over. Did you find her way of picking groups strategic, or do you buy that she just put people together who were standing next to each other, which actually happens to be accurate? I don't buy that at all. I think she knew exactly who she wanted to go with. And I think that um, in her head, she was like, well, these three people, they've won badges already. So let's just put them together because we never know. Like, then they'll all have to stand out from like mm -hmm. a group of good people. And then the other group, I was like, well, she put Kate in there. So she put Kate with two other people who like at this point are not necessarily funny. Right. Well, let's see what Banksy, Kara, and Vicky have to say. Banksy is excited as she has never worked with either of them, so she's excited for a change. Now, whether they did it for camera or they truly honestly didn't know, Vicky points out that their group are the three badge winners. Kara doesn't think that tomorrow was thinking as clearly, clearly as she thought, but I must ask, did it really matter? In the end, no, it did not. <laughs> exactly. Now, Vicky is happy with the group and the topic. Meanwhile, Kara has never been in love. Now, technically, as a gay man in a relationship, neither have I, but um, there was a twink I loved, but alas, he goes to me. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Is Kara the only person in the world who has never been in love? No. No. No, Kara. It's not all about you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Kara's angle will be never being in love, but being in love with yourself. How smart. Vicky says that they should that she has been in a relationship for years and they met online, so she will talk about that experience, good and bad, and how you can find love on a dating app. Listen, teach me, bitch. I am single. I am more than ready to mingle. Twinks, get at me. I'm waiting. Still waiting. I always say, since you know so much, where's the tutorial? Literally, there it is. For Banksy, she will discuss how her and her partner have been together for two and a half or three years. Her partner is a trans woman and is something she never experienced or expected to do. She tells us that her relationship with all is her opportunity to say lovey babe through the masterclass. Banksy will tell them that their points are great and now they have to get their individual parts solid. Banksy will say, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? To which Kara's like, we're definitely going to use that. To which RuPaul says, I'm sorry, my deal, but you're up for elimination. Like, don't take Ru's line and use it against her. Yeah, no, I didn't really like that. Um, even though, like, when they were first talking, like, I was like, oh, they're kind of, like, in the groove of things. They're kind of, like, but then it started becoming, like, really superficial and just like, oh, we're going to just throw in catchphrases just to like throw in the catchphrase. Now, Vicky will tell us, not them, um, that there is 10% of her team's ideas that she's not down for, but she doesn't want to take too much control so she can step back and trust in her sisters. Now, I, I, I'm, we, we just discussed what just had happened. Did we hear once Banksy said, I want to be the moderator? Nope. Okay, just checking. Maybe I was like, did I miss something that's going to yeah, happen no. later? I didn't hear it. Yeah, All I didn't we heard hear was that. Vicky say she didn't want to step on their toes. That's it. I don't. And know. I mean, yeah, she doesn't want to like. She doesn't want to overpower like the other voices. But I'm also like, we're still. This is still a competition. Absolutely. We all have to put our best foot forward. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Agree. Let's go visit teamwork and see if they're ready to make the dream work. <laughs> 
Dee Dee will kick the discussion off by saying that she'll be talking about gigging and that sort of stuff as they have all different areas of drag work. Dee Dee has a lot to say about being young and carving out a career for herself. Will she be talking about being young and being full of cum? Perhaps not. That, uh, that rhyme won't work this time around. Now, before we move forward, I want to make mention of Kate's neon green and black top that she wore for the mini challenge. I don't think anyone knew how much of an optical illusion it would make on screen. So every time they panned over to her, that pattern was present. I went cross-eyed. It was so loud. I friends didn't going, even notice that. Yeah, friends <laughs> going on TV. Just make sure you don't wear crazy patterns. There's a reason why they tell you, like, solid colors is your best friend. Yeah. Kate will tell her group that this is a public speaking challenge, and Mimi, I mean Dee Dee, will take the moment to say that she's done a lot of hosting, so she's not worried about that at all. And Kate will be like, are you confident at speaking, Naomi? And Naomi will be like, well, sometimes I get tongue-tied, and well, she's not one to listen um, to advice, is she? Um, how did she get this far onto the show? Because in confessional, she will say that public speaking is, her, is not her gig. She's on yeah. television where you have to speak publicly. What ha happened? How, how did she get cast? Yeah, I think they were trying with the storyline that like she doesn't like her voice, which I think is how they're trying to like make the sense of it all. And then she came to the show and um, magically like she now feels this power of her voice now. Yeah, very strange. Very interesting. Um, do you think maybe in her audition tape she talks about I hate my voice and that's and then the producer's like yes let's talk about that on the show like this came out of nowhere yeah I agree very strange now Kate wants to bring up a discussion of work family as part of their panel but Dee Dee will remind them that the keyword is a master class because they are teaching and Kate is like well we're not loose women at all are you familiar with the television program loose women I am not well, I will give you a masterclass and tell you what Loose Women is. Loose Women is essentially the British version of The View. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a rowdy good time. Uh, if, if you're ever bored, just like YouTube Loose Women um, and some of the compilation videos are crazy. And yeah, these ladies, um, they love to talk. Ooh, I'm going to look into that. Now, RuPaul and her fabulous scarf are back as she's ready to get schooled by her girls. First up at the Northeast Girls, where Ru wants to know if them Northeast girls are known for partying. And Michael says they are known as the party capital of the UK. And I guess that makes sense with the Geordie Shore. Uh, are you familiar with that television program? Which program? Geordie Shore. Yes, I am. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Is it really? Yeah, it is. There's Don't a season of it on Paramount Plus. Oh my god, maybe I'll watch a little bit because who would whoever wants to be like the people from the Jersey Shore? Apparently everybody else in the world. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Michael says Northeast girls are the friendliest, loveliest people who look after each other as on a Jordy night out, you'll be sick on the toilet with your hair being held by someone you met five minutes ago and then you'll go on holiday together for the next ten years. Um, I mean, honestly, that's what happens in Bushwick, too. Yeah, I mean, happens everywhere, girl. <laughs> Michael will pitch that their class will teach Southerners how to survive a night out with Northeast girls and still wake up with a few of your teeth left in. Rue will remind them that people from around the world will be watching their class, so she is thinking that some of these lessons should be universal keys and lessons for partying no matter where you are. 
So Michael will pivot and say they'll do how to survive partying Northeast style, party like a Geordie girl and bring the flavor wherever you go. And now they're like, okay, time to change the concept and make it universal. Interestingly here, Michael's the only one who gets to really speak. Tamara and Ginger had like nothing to say. Yeah, they were kind of quiet. I think um, I do agree with Rue, though. It was good that they uh, generalized it a little bit. Absolutely. Because you um, I think especially in the UK, um, it's really hard for some people to catch the references and catch like what's going on. So it's always best to kind of just like make it known for everybody. I mean, and the reality is that Drag Race, in unlike a lot of other TV shows, it is an internationally viewed program where it's made for their specific market, but it is viewed by people on every inch of this planet. Um, yeah. Listen, as as I go through my uh, statistics to see where listeners are coming from, I am learning about countries I never knew before. Yes. <laughs> all right time to talk with the badge winners and only the only reason rune knows that they're badge winners is because they're actually wearing said badges on their body right how are they getting on well it's their first time working with some of each other and banksy says that they are easy to work with check the tapes later yeah we'll <laughs> ask who's been in love and rue is like you've never been in love Kara. is this going to be a challenge well Kara says bless I mean, bless her heart, it won't be for her because that will make the conversation a bit interesting. And then Rue was like, ha that's your sign, Kara, to say you're in danger and maybe do something different. Yeah, I literally wrote that down as well. Once Rue was kind of like, ooh, in my head, I would have been like, panic, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. Again, is it Kara thinking that she's the shit, which she is, or do you think she's just not fully grasping the reality television show aspect? I think it's definitely like the latter. Um, Cause sometimes when you're like so confident in your idea, you're kind of like tunnel vision. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like what's going on with her, she's not able to kind of like pick up on those cues that um, Rue is normally just like dropping. Right. And again, it's easy for me to say everything I'm saying because I'm watching a certain edit. Maybe there was a lot more going on and it was edited a different way, but always listen to Rue. It's really the the (laughs) trick to drag race. Cara tells us that she has never been in a relationship more than two months as she has tried to rush falling in love with people and it never worked. She believes in the idea of love. She's just waiting. Same girl. I got it. Yeah. Rue wants to know if they've structured their curriculum yet, and Banksy reveals that she is being the MC as she will be the one throwing questions and then coming back into herself. She reveals that the title of the course will be Love, Chucking Away the Rule Book. Been there, done that. I'm going to pass on this class. Doesn't work. Yeah, no. The overarching. They seemed really confident. Yeah, go ahead. No, go they seem really confident about it, though. The overarching theme is that love is unconventional as they each have a different angle on it. Banksy will tell Rue that her love life has changed as it's less about sexuality and more about the person. Vicky reveals that she is an open, in an open relationship where they make their own rules. They have torn up the book and Rue is like, noted. Um, mm-hmm. Since people may know, there's been some rumors about Rue and her relationship, but I'm yeah. not going to comment on it. 
Nikki says that she believes that you can love somebody and want to be with them the rest of your life, but she also believes that now and then you can get your leg over with somebody different on the weekend. What's your opinion on her stance on the open relationship? You know what? That's fair. Um, I think open relationships work for people. They don't work for everyone. Uh, it really Absolutely. is just about like communication. Yeah. Listen, um, I don't want to pick anyone's yum, but sometimes you have certain things that your partner just isn't into, can't do, can't fulfill, and you have to be able to find that somewhere else. And if you really love that person, you will accept that, yes, that needs to be fulfilled somewhere else. And maybe both parties have that. That being said, having not actually been in a relationship in a very, 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 very long time, I'm a little selfish. So I'm like, no, I don't want to share, but hey, maybe the person I'm with is not into what I'm into and I need to share a little bit. So we'll see. Twinks, yeah. just let me know. Just call me. <laughs> are open. Yeah, that's totally fair. Rue wants to know how they're going to reach people with their very modern concept. And Banksy said that they will link together by saying they themselves define what love is to them, which is a perfect idea if you can execute it. Right. Rue wants to remind them to keep it fun and light as it has a tendency to get a little heavy. So can they make it funny? Banksy thinks she's funny, has written some cracking jokes. As Trinity says, where are the jokes? Yeah, they were they were gone. They were they didn't show up this week. No. And finally, it's a team that couldn't be more mismatched. Miss Naomi Carter will say hey, up. And Rue is like, Are you speaking English? Oh, Rue, that's actually English from England. Naomi says it means hello in Yorkshire. Sure, we're gonna go with it. Um Right. How do you say hello in um, Bushwick? You you just look at each other, and then it's kind of like a nod. It's kind it of really nod. is. It really is. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> there's a stop, but that, that yeah. That's... Sometimes there's a ha. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Rue has no idea that what Naomi is saying half the time. So welcome to Naomi's masterclass. Kate will share that they will be discussing getting work, keeping work, and getting paid. You know what? I'm intrigued because I'd love to know how to do that and not get my brilliant ideas stolen by former friends. Same. Same. So how like, you balance? Yeah, go ahead. It's because we want to know. Yeah, I really didn't need to know. Um, oh, no, I was done. Um, so how do you balance working in nightclubs and being professional, Rue asked? Well, Didi will answer and say that you need to remember you have a reputation to uphold, and that is definitely the truth. For Kate... Once she can no longer count beyond four, then she knows it's time to stop. And Rue is like, oh, so you'll have four drinks. And she's like, over three hours. And Rue, who I'm fairly certain is sober, is like, that's a lot. Yeah. Rue, I'm sorry, but that's light when you're at an NYC drag show. If a queen only gets through four drinks before the show starts, it'll be a sobering experience. I agree. <laughs> when she said four drinks in three hours, I had to like pause for a second I was like, oh, my God. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, I feel like I drink at least two to three drinks an hour. Listen, I have been to shows where um, four drinks in the first 10 minutes before you even do your first number. Oh, yeah. I used to I used to get hammered like when I first moved back to New York City, my first couple times in drag. But now I now similar to Kate. There's definitely a limit. The limit does exist in this scenario. It, it, it does. It really does. Yeah. Because if you can't get through your show, then you know maybe it's not 
great. Um, but Rue really being concerned about four drinks in three hours really was so funny. <laughs> that tickled me. <laughs> Rue was now bewildered. So Kate asks if she has a problem. Rue says, I didn't want to tell you, but this is your intervention. Listen, Kate is not winning the show, but she'll be invited back to many shows because she is just excellent television. And Rue is so happy to have someone to banter with. I very much agree. She's very quick. Uh, she really has that kind of like, um, like guest guest star personality. Absolutely. Miss Carter tells Rue she has been doing drag for five years, and the biggest lesson she has learned is that where she comes from, they have not had much of a drag scene. So, the support of your family is important. Also, making sure you get paid a decent wage. And Rue laughs because she's like, "I cannot relate. Tell me about being a poor drag queen. Haven't done that since the eighties. <laughs> I also thought Which it was, was funny. Um, she she was like, I think Naomi does this a lot. She'll like talk about one conversation and then immediately go to something else and then immediately go to something else. Yeah. <laughs> Rue says, if you want to work, find out where your strengths are, as that will be the unique way to be yourself. So Naomi is going to take on all Rue's advice, which had nothing to do with masterclass. But Naomi wants to make sure that their masterclass will be the best so they can win a bloody badge. Great. Now with Rue gone, it's time to take all the words of wisdom and get it into a script. The discussion will open up to the room about the walkthroughs, and Kate says it went well and she had so much fun. Kara wants to know if anyone else in the room is worried about how to make theirs funny, and no one is, and she's like, not at all. She cannot be the only one with this struggle. She's the caramel. Well, sometimes being number one is meaning you're the only it's one. It's hard, yeah. Kate tells her, do you think I'm going to let my team go out there and not be funny? Then be fighting words. Kate is not writing all the jokes. She's giving them one each. I feel like, again, they're all starting to underestimate Kate here. What is I it agree. about the lack of respect for her as a drag artist on this competition? I think since everyone... I think she knows she's funny, but I feel like everyone in the room has already, like, decided, like, someone else is the comedy queen and someone else is the funny person. Sure. Um... Because apparently Banksy is knee slapping funny, and none of us are seeing that. So, not at all. Yeah. Tamara wants to know if they are happy with their groups. She worked very hard. There's going to be some laughter to that in the air. And Tamara's like, that wasn't a joke. Okay. Kara, who is pressed for the second time after not being picked by Harumi while being on Drag Race, wants to know why she picked Ginger and Michael. And Tamara says, because they are her northern girls. Tamara tells us that the badge owners may be in it for themselves, but this is a team challenge. They have to work as a team. Ginger will note that there is a lot of bitchy energy coming from that other table and wants to know if you're a massive bitch and then you get a badge. But Kara tells her, no, you get the badge, then you turn into a bitch. But Kate tells her she was a bitch before the badge, which is what... Ginger said already, but short. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It is the day of the classes, y'all. And let's see if they are ready to be the experts they claim they are. Banksy notices a photo on Vicky's mirror, and it happens to be her partner, the lovely Rory, who is a snack. Both Banksy and Vicky love a ginger. Um, me, on the other hand, give me a blonde, please. I will take all the blondes. Banksy, uh, I'm sorry, Vicky misses him and tells her that he is the person that checks her if she's getting too stressed or in her head. Banksy says it's the exact same with her and all. She says she is an absolute angel. She says she never thought she'd find her in her life and find love in her life. 
Banksy says that they have changed a lot when they first met. She was not starting her transition. Banksy says it was a really big thing for her at the time, as about six months into the relationship, all confided in her that she was trans, and Banksy started to wonder if she was attracted to the person or the men. She had to get out of her head and get her head around it and didn't know if she had it in her. She tells Vicky that growing up, she never thought she could be loved and that love wasn't for her. And being with all, she knew that's how she was supposed to be treated. She had to get her head around being with a woman and that was what she wanted. They talked about it for a very long time and realized that she wanted that person. She would tell people that all was trans and people would tell her, but you're gay. How will that work? They opened up to her family and told them that she's not changing. She's evolving. She had to re-educate them that she's attracted to a person who is the love of her life and who makes them happy no matter what their gender identity is. And Banksy says it's funny to look back where she was five years ago and to where she is now and to find someone who not only allows you to evolve, but evolves with you. And she says it was so credible. She wants to hold on to and protect all because of all the terrible things happening to trans people and says that everyone's vilified and it's scary. So Banksy says that queer people, there is a spectrum who of enjoying trying new things and having partners that aren't strictly to the binary. She calls it lovely, amazing, and modern. Banksy doesn't care how her partner is going to be on the outside of the relationship as long as in the relationship they are the exact same. Love is so unique and an individual, and as Vicky says, everyone's story is unique and absolutely loves it. Talk to me. What do you think about the story that Banksy shared? Oh my god, I actually really love this moment. Um, they've talked about a lot of things on Drag Race, um, but I don't think we've gotten like a really like I don't think we've gotten this storyline before. Um, so I think it was really magical. Um, I think the thing I took mostly away from it was how beautiful just like communication is, and how um, at the end of the day, like we're not we're not looking for people based on their gender. We're really like looking through that and seeing like the person for who they are so i thought that was a really beautiful conversation to bring up on drag race especially when there's so much like stigma against uh dating trans women and trans men like it's just beautiful that we get to see that yeah because it really is a conversation and discussion that you're right has not been on the show and it's not a conversation a lot of people are comfortable about because it hasn't been exposed in the queer community that much because yeah it, it now that trans people are feeling allowed to be themselves they're opening up and we are learning about these relationships and now we're hearing a voice to it and i think it's so 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 important because i mean again i'm single i don't know what i'm going to yeah you like never know five years maybe the love of my life who i meet now will be um decide that they have a gender identity uh that's not what they are now and i have if i love that person i will have to discuss it and figure it out because right now i couldn't tell you what how i would feel and i think banksy sharing that is so so important and opens minds more than she realizes it has yeah i definitely agree um yeah and i hope we get to see more of it honestly absolutely Let's bring it to the runway as Mama Roo is wearing her school clothes, a.k.a. a very flowy tropical dress in that hair. Uh, Mama, she didn't want to talk tonight. Yeah, no, she <laughs> she was like, get the good one out the closet. Get the good one out the closet. Our panel includes Michelle Visage and her three ponytails, Alan Carr and Saran Jones. Are you familiar with her work? No, I had to look her up. 
Well, she, for all those who don't know, is known for her time on the soap opera Coronation Street. Um, the Brits really love their um, uh, soap operas. Coronation Street, EastEnders, they love it. Meanwhile, we're like, soap operas? We don't care anymore. It's like alternate Stallone. <laughs> literally, literally, literally. All right, let's begin with our disaster classes and then talk about the looks. Work by Kate Butch, Delicious, and Miss Naomi Carter. In an interesting turn of events, this group will have Naomi, the self-proclaimed bitch who gets tongue-tied, lead off the master class. Also, please note there is a whip of a lash on, and it's a choice. How did she get this far in casting process? Like, literally asking for all of my friends. <laughs> the whip of the lash, honestly, I didn't even notice it until Michelle pointed it out. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't really see it either, but I also did notice that there was a lot of eye makeup and I was like, but why am I seeing so much? Because normally you don't see it with a, a big lash on. Yeah. The three points they will go over is getting work, getting paid and getting a grip. So how did Dee, Dee get her nine to five to be a 10 out of 10? Don't ask. You don't get. She says you have to put yourself out there and you have to ask for opportunities. And I say, you listen up, girlies. Ask and you may receive, but also show up to the gig to support and that was my free master class you're welcome dina will say that if you take it you'll take it hard and she's a big taker bottom confirmed boom look at that for everyone listening they will give us an acronym don't inquire lose drag opportunities aka dildo do you practice dildo uh i do i do practice dildo um I also think it was really smart how they made the acronym um, to be a dirty word. It was very smart, but I'm going to say it. The Sharpie on a piece of paper thing was <laughs> yeah. not very clean or innovative. Like, I guess they don't have a giant printer in the workroom for use, but oh my God, I was like. They didn't have the budget to put it in post. Literally. Like just post to the sky, yeah. Naomi will talk about having a juicy bank and she will make sure that she has the phrase making sure inserted into this brief monologue at least 100 times. This girl really needed a script because, I oh agree. my God, she was rambling. She definitely like, I ran around the block a couple times. Yeah, I couldn't follow what she was saying because it was just so unrehearsed. But I do appreciate her talking about how if you invest into your drag, you can elevate and get better. And that is one thing I always see a lot of New York early just not do. They're like, oh, my God, look at all this money. I'm going to make myself a better out of drag person. No, no, no. Put it back into your drag. Take a portion of your tips, put them away, put it for drag, and then take the other and go buy yourself a taco with a taco truck. Yeah. And also knowing like when you don't have to put a moment away to up your drag and to get your drag back to like what you want it to be exactly because if you tell me oh my god i've been doing drag for five years and you're still wearing that walk around look no 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 girl it's not uh, no, no not cute you're not getting gigs but the jokes ah where were the jokes they were not there um naomi went serious and to be fair a master class would be serious but rue said to them to have fun and this was anything but kate will be the anchor of the team and find jokes where the other two couldn't land any. The And therapy, after saying what drag queens pay for, was very smart. Now, of course, the group loves acronyms, so Naomi's is Take Wages and Twirl, uh, also known as TWAT, of course. 
Kate's turn. And she will take the four drinks in two hours bit from the workroom and run with it. Uh, yeah, she said two hours, not three hours. But Kate has either yeah. really studied the show or listened to this podcast. Because when Rue says something, take it and incorporate it into your bit. Rue loves being listened to. I agree, yeah. Anyway, the punchline for the drink bit is that it's probably why she lost her job as a brain surgeon. Stupid and very funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, girl, get out of here. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> Kate will talk about being the big P, and the big P is punctuality. And if anyone knows me, they know that that is my biggest pet peeve. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fired. Yeah. And it's time to learn a new word where Kate will say that she has done loads of jobs about the speculum. A speculum is a device healthcare providers use to examine a hollow opening in your body like a, you guessed it, an anus. Kate's humor is a... It's very heightened, and I didn't get the joke off the bat. Ginger did. Ginger was the only one who laughed. Yes, she's the only... You have to dumb down your humor to make everybody on the same page as you, or do you think you can get away with having a highbrow humor like Kate did? No, I think the highbrow humor is definitely what you need because it definitely like sets you apart. Um, and sometimes people just laugh just to laugh, you right. know. The discussion is now about being somebody you want to work with, and Naomi will try to remember her lines, but completely blanks and makes up a word called unprofessionable. I heard of it. The day, she's mm-hmm. floundering. Kate will win the joke game by saying they all have had their hardships. Knee injury, wig injury, and she lost all her makeup skills in a house fire. She said the joke. Insert the makeup here. Um, (laughs) That was very funny. It really was. (laughs) I audibly gasped as well. Because, as we will talk about later, um, her makeup's not my favorite. Yeah, same. She's aware, at least. Not for me, everybody. Yeah. This was the Kate show. Didi was there and Naomi was just lost. Next up is Party by Tamara Thomas, Michael Morley, and Ginger Johnson. I oh, don't know what happened, but Ginger finally looks incredible. Like, wow, where was that human hiding? Yeah, I agree. That's the best she's ever looked. This whole team looked really, really good. Michael will be the moderator, and that was a brilliant move. Listen, if she wins the show, it will make sense as whatever her prize series would be, would be in good hands. She's very good at hosting. Yeah, she really is. She did She did a really great job. This entire team did. She is a kebab enthusiast and the queen of the K-side. It's time to learn a new word. I had no idea what a K was, and now I know it's a long platform beside a river where boats can dock and load and unload, which now makes sense that she is the queen of the K-side because I'm sure she's taken a lot of loads. Yep, she sure has. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, and they will be giving the true Geordie girl spirit no matter where they are in the world because P-A-R-T-Y, because the Geordies do it best and you can too. And then we get the catchphrase from this group, which is, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and maybe you had to be there to laugh at it. And maybe it's more of a Jordy UK thing, but um, at least they had a structure and it it, it was okay. funny. Yeah, I think they, they definitely pulled out of um, tell these queens have watched the show before. Absolutely. And again, you had three very smart queens who knew their area and knew how to make it work. 
we will have tomorrow talking about parting on a budget. She went out last week with 20 pounds and came back with 200 and the clap. Hooker realness. That joke, again, very highbrow, very intellectual, and it's not obvious, but it was so funny. Ginger and her great hair will give us the do's and don'ts of a fabulous night out Northeast style. Tomorrow will be the subject. She will be told she has made a fatal error. She is wearing a coat. Come hell or high water, no true Geordie party girl will ever cover herself up on a night out. Coats are for what? Shoplifting. And then cue a ham dropping out of the coat. Very, 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 very funny. Very Um, funny, very smart. Listen, I understand it. I know there are a lot of homosexuals out there who will not be caught dead in a coat because it doesn't work with their look. I say bring a coat because at least you can save a seat. I I personally don't even like coats because I don't want to pay coat check. That's the tea. That's the tea. Now, the next mistake is she has all of her own teeth. Ginger's advice, leave your best two teeth at home. That way she has what she needs to open her tin of corned beef in the morning. What a British reference. We learned that the true essence of the majority party girl is not just a state of mind. It is a lifestyle. They get up, they show up, and they look good. Ginger says if you've ever never unblocked a toilet in a six-inch slingback, you've never lived. And Michael ends it with, all you have to do is look in the mirror and say it loud and proud, I'm a Jordy girl. And then she gets the room to say it as well. This was very funny. The banter was great. The jokes were great. And the chemistry was on point. Um, I was thoroughly impressed. I was as well. Um, I thought the the talk back with the audience, um, I think that was very smart. Everyone who's done that on Drag Race, they've been very successful because that invites the um invites like the judges and the audience in um i definitely know the group that is about to come up was shaking in their high-heeled boots how could you not now i think ginger and michael being the hosts of this group and tomara like not saying as much but being physically the punchline it worked in their favor tomara is very smart both times she's had to select assistance from partners, it's highlighted her. Tamara Thomas knows how to play the game of Drag Race. I agree. Yeah. All right. Love by Carmel, Banksy, and Vicky Vivacious. Whether nerves are just completely missing it, Banksy will lead with a ladies, gentlemen, <sighs> Michelle joke and neglect to introduce herself or her co-hosts. That won't end well. She's going to be held responsible. Banksy will say love is blind, and so am I. Where am I? I think she has dry humor, and I love dry humor. Are you a fan of dry humor? I like dry humor as well. Um, I just did not like the blind joke. <laughs> yeah. Vicky's hair was huge. I hope that wasn't meant for a runway that she's now wasted it on for this challenge. But the key fatal flaw of this group was having Banksy in the middle as the moderator. She just blanked, and it was just not cute. Yeah, I agree. Um, when she took that moment, of uh, that moment that kind of like broke the entire team was right as she was supposed to like give off the introductions and she kind of like stumbled over the timing. I think that was just like the fatal flaw. Yeah. 
Now, Kara's going to play this ditzy girl, and while it wasn't an attempt to be comedic, it just didn't quite land for this specific bit. Vicky will be referred to as the one who puts the pro in prolapse, so another bottom confirmed. Vicky will be giving us a fabulous joke of navigating your way around love can be harder than Kate Butch's hairline on Pop Icon Week. What a shady comment. Welcome to the room. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't lying, though. Not at all. Vicky's mantra is you can unfollow, but you can't unswallow. And I guess she didn't use that for the SBNK challenge earlier. Yeah, no. Vicky found love online and says it can be done if you do it your way and do it with who you want. Wasn't that brave, Banksy says. And yes, very, very, very dry humor. Banksy will talk about how she used to think she was gay, strictly man on man, and then identity, it became man on them, and then she fell in love. She talks about her partner, and while this isn't new information to us as viewers, Banksy struggled to being genuine and wanting to be funny because this topic was anything but. It's now Kara's turn, and she says as a powerful businesswoman in drag, she has never been in love, and this is because men are cheats, liars, and they steal your money and your sex toys when you're not paying attention. Tell them, girl. Uh, has that ever happened yeah, to you? Yeah, literally. Um, no. <laughs> Vicky will say awkward to that statement, but what's awkward is Vicky calling Kara by Banksy's name. How did that yeah. happen? This team really was just like falling apart. I felt so bad. Yeah, this group was completely thrown by the group before them that they just lost all hope and felt defeated before even beginning. Kara's going to spend the majority of her time looking at her notes. And believe me, I get it. But also, I'm on a podcast. She's on TV. I can look at my notes and no one's going to ever fucking know. Yeah, I think um, they were, they really took the idea of having a conversation out of the equation. Yeah. Now, Banksy says there are plenty of more fish in the sea and then pulls out a fish and I, I don't know why but sure where did she get the fish yeah the fish again one of the another joke that i was kind of like okay you're you're reaching they're reaching was this do you think the fish was a leftover from the makeover challenge or the design I, challenge i do yeah i don't think i'm gonna packages. slap Kara with the fish and the wise words of tamar thomas it's a train wreck so can they send the viewers help with anything they can connect with? Well, Vicky says, do relationships your way, not a community project, baby. Stop trying to make baby happen because she tried to say it every time and it was not cute. Kara will spit out chocolate and says, learn how to love yourself. And Banksy giving us the truth. If you're sitting at home with no love, have yourself a wink. I mean, state the obvious. Why don't you? Yeah, literally. This was a disaster. So at least they nailed that part of this challenge. That... It was. It was definitely the most disastrous. Speaking of some disasters, let's bring it to the runway. Category is Slaycation. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Holla Slay or Holla Nay. Okay, here we go. Delicious. Look by the drag room, hair by flesh. I mean, I just didn't quite get it, but maybe this poolside yummy mummy is more British than I realize. Yes, this is a great departure from Dee Dee, but what's missing from this look is the drag that she's known to bring. This could be, dare I say, from H&M. The reveal to yeah. the farm, all I saw was the tights, and it was a miss. It's a bit simple yeah. for my taste. And if the camp factor was elevated, perhaps it would have gotten a pass, but for me, this is safe. Yeah, for me, it was a holiday. 
I did not enjoy it at all. I like the I like the fabric actually. I think the fabric was interesting. I just didn't yeah. like what the fabric made. Michelle says she thought she did a good job with some funny moments. She tells her that her nose contour was a little strong, but she sees she is lightening up. Alan says respect for her going first because it's always terrifying and tells her she had some great lines. Saran says she felt it was a good mix of one-liners, some funnies, but she connected with her and says the outfit is just great. Rue says she was really fun in the challenge, reminds her of a young Margaret Thatcher, but not as sexy. She loves her nose contouring and thinks it's the right level. Ooh, Rue and Michelle not going to get along. I'm going to give this the softest hollow slang. Yeah, same. Audience, 55% hollow slay, 45% hollow name. Kate Butch, look by Kate, hair by, styled by vodka. All right, so fun fact about this one, according to social media. This one, Rue asked her if this look was made by her. And she said yes, but Kate actually lied as she wanted to avoid another H&M moment. She knows her references, and yes, this was purchased, not created. Yeah, I gave that. Now, with that being said, where it is simple like Didi's, she just does have the bling factor. But where Didi has style, Kate just lacks that completely. Black on the runway is so hard, it loses its impact on camera. Now, I know what Rue will say momentarily, but I'm not so mad about the hair. It's the makeup. I don't know what she is doing with the colors and the shapes, but it's something that is just it, it, her mug is off i really would love for her to continue her journey and playing with shapes and colors and contour and highlights like this is the time to keep evolving but there is something that does not work with her makeup for me yeah the color of the brows and the where they were in conjunction with like the lace of the wig it didn't really work for me either um i like didn't the like brow that the brow color was the same as her contour yeah i didn't really like that so weird. and then the dress i didn't like that um i thought it was just like way too simple yeah yeah michelle says she was the hostess with the moses and can tell that she hosts for a living she says she was in control and she felt safe whenever she was talking alan loved her and says her jokes were solid funny and delivered wonderfully he says it was a pitch perfect performance kate tells him to hear him say that she is a funny person is everything and she says he is one of her comedy heroes and alan confirms with her that she knows that he's not jimmy carr but alan carr for those who don't know jimmy carr is also a british comedian saran says if she was paired with her in an improvised actor she would be like thank god it's kate as she will catch her when she falls and rue says she had no doubt she would handle the challenges like a boss she says the look is a little challenging as it's on brand because it's hilarious and says there is blonde color for every human on earth and this blonde is not her color. I'm going to give this a soft holiday. Oh, for me, it's a hard holiday. Audience agrees. 23% holiday slay, 77% holiday. Miss Naomi Carter, no designers listed. Now, yes, she clearly bought this and then attached all the rhinestones she could to it. What works is how she styled it beyond the ski suit. The fur cuffs are a great touch. The hair is so much fun and a great color for her. What is not working is this competition is about the smallest details. If you have ski goggles and ski poles for a drag race, they better be stoned. And if they're not, I wanted to call you out. And I know this is minor, but for a predominantly pink and green and orange look, blue poles really, really showcase the tiny details and throw off the confusion, the cohesion. And I know that she said she stole these from her uncle and uh, cousin. Maybe go see if someone could buy you new ones for the show. Yeah, and definitely put some more rhinestones on them. 
yeah, it was just wasn't complete. Alan says that she wasn't the funniest, but found her warm and didn't listen to her as he didn't zone out and was interested in what she had to say. He jokes that he's going up the Alps. Where are my stripper shoes? Michelle says she looked a little bit behind the other, lagged behind the other two in her group. She will point out that she didn't think she was wearing lashes, but Naomi says she had a Debbie lash, to which Michelle says she wouldn't even wear that to Tesco. The amount of times we've heard her say Tesco this season, maybe she's sponsored by Tesco? I don't know. Yeah, literally. Saran loves her energy. Yeah, go ahead. It was confirmed. uh, Naomi Carter, she said it on a, um, one of the web shows she did. She actually didn't have a lash on at all. (gasps) Rude. Oh, wow. Okay, well. Yeah, it was like one of those moments where you're like, someone like confronting you just like give a white lie just to give it. Saran loves her energy and thought that what she when she held up her twat, she became very alive as it was when she matched the energy of the other two. She loves her look. She says it's camp and wants to go seeing with her right now. Rue says she could tell she was nervous in the challenge and asked if she hosts shows, and she says not normally. Interesting. She will say that over the years she's been spoken down for the way she speaks and stuff like that. So Rue says, fuck them people. They crazy. She loves the way she speaks. She says the voice is the gold. She will then ask about the outfit she wore in the challenge, but says it was like from a funk band. And Naomi says she wanted to give an executive realness kind of vibe to which Rue's like, what company was her executive work at? One on a spaceship, probably. Alicia got gave good banter. I will give this a soft hollow slay. Yeah, I gave it a hollow slay as well. I really like the colors that she um that she chose. Uh the only thing that I didn't really like was I don't know if this is just the Brooklyn girl in me. The titty plate was kind of distracting. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, yeah. But I still give it a Hollis Slay. I thought it looked really good on her. Audience, 69% Hollis Slay, 31% Holiday. Tamara Thomas, look by Trashy Planets, nails by House of Cruelty, Free Claws. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha found dead. This is how you do Sexy Slopes Diva. I think this is an incredibly simple, but the way that Tamara has sold it is unmatched. Her mug is near perfection. She's showing body, and if you got it, flaunt it. Good for you, Diva. I think what makes this work is she did play into the world of the um, slaloms and went for a fur bikini that it tied it all together from the boot covers to the hat to the jacket. It was a cohesive story. Will she continue getting passes for relying on the body? I sure hope not. Yeah, it looks like she's building up to that storyline. I will give her a hollow slay. Uh, for me, it was a hollow nay, unfortunately. It's a very soft hollow nay. Uh, just because um, I've seen this before. Um, I've seen the fur bikini with the jacket. Yeah. So I was like, mm, it's, she's, like you said, she is definitely relying on body. Yeah. Audience. 85% Hall Slay, 15% Hall and A. They, they're letting her rely on that body. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Maroli. Look by Saban Vervaldi. Luffer. Hair by Drag. Helmet. This is Cam. This is Drag. And I want to know how she got that postcard to Drag Race and have it look like there's not a seam in sight. He would look like that's a lie because there are some hidden. Also, the tape on the back was not cute. Anyway, ladies, this is how you do swimwear portion for the pageant. The cut of the suit is perfect. The glitter effect is perfect. The look is wonderfully retro. The hair is something only Barbie could wear. I think this is a great and cohesive package. And again, one extra element being the postcard is how you elevated the entire look. I agree. That's why I gave it a hollow slay. 
Me too, Hall of Slay, and the audience agrees. 84% Hall of Slay, 16% Hall of Name. Ginger Johnson. Oh, Lord. Looked by oh, Ginger. My gosh. Boot! Big old worst of the year running. She said um, she made it two hours before she left for Drag Race, and baby, it showed. Yeah, I, I know that Ginger loves to play in the world um, of camp, but I don't know on what planet she thought this would read for this category. Literally, without her voiceover, it would not even have come close to working. Is it possible she didn't have a look ready and said, I'm going to make this work with what I have in my room? Normally, I would say this is too much of a pattern class for me. You have this purple poodle hair that could live in a universe of its own with a white cat suit. It's a fine look together, but then you have that bold dress with all the colors and it just clashed. She's incredibly lucky they judged based on teams because this was a surefire miss. For Ginger to win this crown, though, she is going to have to have a miracle saver on the runways. Yeah, yeah. I The only thing I do like, the hair was cute. It was great hair. It's a full-on holiday. Really pretty. Yeah, it's a holiday. Pony and 7% Hall of Slay, 93% holiday. Oh boy, Vicky Vivacious. Look by Bang London, hair by Brenda LeBrow, jewels by Crown Jewels UK. I hope this is not what the world thinks of us Americans. Um, I think in a universe I could understand wanting to get all cowboy for a holiday, but even us Americans save that for Halloween. The problem is the proportions. I do not know why the jacket is so large. I think if she used Dolly Parton as a reference, she know that a tight, form-fitting, boob-popping cowboy shirt would have made this a knockout. Now, the length of it is very big. Do we think perhaps she did have a bikini on underneath and she was supposed to reveal to some sort and it just didn't work out? I don't know. The collar is so claustrophobic that it takes away from the big hair. The appliques, yes, they're cute, but the chaps, I don't quite understand them and grasp why they have a giant slit in the front of each leg. I really wanted to love this, but this look was not fully realized whatsoever. I definitely agree. I also questioned why there was a slit on the front of her of her pants, and there was just, like, no silhouette. There was... I didn't see anything. And the one part of her body that you did see was such a weird length. Like, yeah. that mid-calf to your knee, that's so weird. Michelle says they were talking to them about love, and her issue was trying to find a thread that held them together. She felt they were three different entities. Saran was drawn to her in the masterclass and loves her look, saying she looks so beautiful. She says the pink is such a great tone on her. Alan asks her where the hell she's going on holiday, and Vicky says that she always wanted to go to somewhere where there are real cowboys. Oh, boy. She and her fiancé want to Route 66 for their holiday honeymoon, and Alan says, good for her but for being original. Rue says it's really beautiful, but kept expecting some type of reveal because she couldn't think it could just be a boxy silhouette. Please welcome to the stage, boxy silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> and Rue will then ask her what it was like to work with the other girls. And Vicky says she will be completely honest and says she did have concerns with who she was the mediator of the group. Not that Banksy did a bad job. She knows she could have brought them together as a group and wishes she voiced her opinion. Meanwhile, Carl will touch her and say, love you. And the subtext was, I'm going to take that and run with it. Hold, please. Yep, that's exactly that's exactly what the subtext was. Um, I hate when girls say that, like, oh, I feel like I would have done better, but I didn't speak up. Well, obviously you didn't speak up, so you didn't think you were going to do better. Like, Right, because again, there is no proof of that ever happening. We did not see it. Exactly. 
I'm going to give this look a holiday. Yeah, I also give it a holiday. Audience, holiday. they're very forgiving. 62% holiday, 38% holiday. Mm. Caramel. Look by Bang London, hair by Imando Hair. Elsa could never. I love how she styled this from top to bottom. Now, if you look at her Instagram, you will know that there was a bit more to this look, which was a full igloo dress. It didn't make it to screen, and I think we were robbed of a complete look. That being said, regardless, this is fun and flashy, and the only thing that kills me is the exposed corset. We all know that I don't feel happy about those, so I will give her a slight pass, though, because it has been repurposed to fit the look and does blend into the overall aesthetic. And this girl can paint. Like, she can sell a look. I would go on vacation with her. I agree. Um, I thought she also gave remnants of the All-Star 7 promo shoot. Like, all of the jewels and the crystals. Yeah, I thought she looked really good. Alan says there wasn't much unity, but says when she got into her rhythm, there were flashes of funny. Michelle says they couldn't get to know her and what she was saying about not finding love or not being so lucky in love and how she can help the viewers turn that around. Saran wanted her to look up and include them more so she could feel her and engage with her. She felt like she wanted her to let them in a little bit more. She wants to put on her look and feel what it's like to wear it for five minutes. Same girl. And Rose says that outfit is beyond and says it belongs on a stage in a stadium so everybody can see the silhouette. She says she was nervous in the challenge and it made them feel nervous. Now, Rue will ask her what was going through her mind when she was up there. And Kara says she could tell that her group was going down the wrong path and noticed that from the start, it wasn't going the way it was supposed to. And she mentioned the introduction, which they didn't even get to introduce their own names and wishes she could have shown them more. But we're going to have more on this story. It's a Hollis leg. Yeah, it's definitely, she gets a Hollis lay as well with extra exclamation points. Audience, 100% Hollis lay. Banksy, look by Melodonis, hair by manhandled wigs. Now, here's the problem. My comment has nothing to do with Banksy. It has to do with the fact that in three straight weeks, we have seen animal print on animal print. Thanks, Kate Butch. If this was my first foray into animal print in season five, I would be completely gooped and gagged at how well she executed it. Everything has a purpose to this look, and she is showing off how showing no skin can also be sexy, too. I do love that the fur jacket is lined. Thank you for that. The blonde hair puffing out was a great touch. I know the black gloves are a bit jarring, but she can get away with it because the ski goggles are another black accessory she added. This made me want to go to a Swiss chalet. I definitely... um... I definitely agree. I actually like I didn't I didn't I didn't really care about the fact that we've seen animal print um on the show already. I thought this look was just so like she gave me like Paris Hilton, very like elegant, very like echelon. Yeah, rich bitch. Yes, very that. Alan says he thought she was funny and loved the deadpan delivery. He says it looked a little bit under rehearsed and says we're all allowed to have an off day. Michelle says she had some funny moments, but it didn't sink. Saran loved both looks and says they were both so lush and chic and camp and expensive. Rue says that her love story of love life and how she was able to evolve was very interesting, but wants to know more. Now, Rue will say that the other girls alluded that she may have missed some marks. Did she assign herself the moderator? Banksy says she wanted to step forward and thinks she's a lamb to slaughter. She says they both have turned to her as the person who maybe has made the success of this challenge go away. She feels upset. 
And Rue says that she didn't, that she knows the girls alluded to things that she missed, but the audience didn't get that she missed anything. Banksy says she missed the introduction, which she truly apologizes for, and she messed up her own line and her own joke. And Rue says you have to walk through fire to learn how to do it because the truth of the matter is just be yourself. And more on this story very soon. Uh, this look is a hollow slide. It's a definitely hollow slay. Audience, 97% hollow slay, 3% hollow name. Now, Rue has decided to call forward Tamara Thomas, Ginger Johnson, and Mike Marulli as they are the winners of the week. Banksy, Cara, Vicky, Kate, Naomi, and Didi are the bottoms. Do you agree? Uh, I agree to a certain extent. I think they should have been, um, I think they sh- should have been judged individually because uh, then we would have seen um, some other people be in the top as well. Uh, but overall, yes, they did do the best. Well, cheers to the North. They finally got a badge. Tomorrow will take her glory, telling us that she was clever for who she picked. Now, so what do they think of the other girls? Well, tomorrow is like, what a load of shit. Cue that shit walking right into the workroom. <laughs> and we got a lot to unpack. Also, um, what was that beverage, you know, that they had? Like, it was this weird creamy peach something or other. Someone, please tell me what the cocktails are. I want to know. I'm very curious. Yes, please let us know. Well, Kate is ready for her four drinks, and I can only imagine. But honestly, the amount of drinks that they have on Untucked in Drag Race Philippines, there's a reason why four drinks is maybe too much. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Ginger says it's apparent that some serious shit went down, and Michael is ready to have the tea spilled. Didi is pretty secure with her critiques, while Naomi says out of their group, hers weren't the best. They wanted more comedy and bigger lash, but she gets it. It's drag. What do you wear normally if those are your normal lashes? I, You know what? I feel for her, though. Like, lashes are probably my least favorite part of doing drag, even though they're kind of like the thing that make everything look good. Um, what size lashes do you like? I do like a 301. I could yeah. go 301. I don't usually go bigger than that. Um, I definitely go a little bit smaller as well. But I also like lashes that really have that, like, cat eye effect. Sure, absolutely. Now, Kate feels like she's on cloud nine and feels like it's only up from there. Kara's feeling a bit disappointed and doesn't know where she stands in this challenge. And then we get an awkward silence as attention can be cut with a knife. Vicky will get it off her chest. And Banksy, well, she's annoyed with her. And Banksy's going to come back with the best comeback ever. You've annoyed me. Welcome to high school, guys. Vicky thinks Banksy has taken it too personally and has turned it around on her and Kara. And I think maybe we're projecting here because that's not the way I see it. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I think they're just like projecting on the whole fact that um, Banksy, I think Banksy did, didn't do the worst. They were kind of all just like blaming each other. Vicky alleges that she didn't say one bad thing about Banksy, but she then threw her and Kara under the bus in front of RuPaul to make herself look good. Uh, roll the tapes and once again drama starts based on things said in front of Rue second time this season Banksy says to bring her up in her own critiques is rude saying that Vicky is not speaking up about not being the mediator in one way says that she was not a good moderator herself Carl will say that Banksy talks a lot and when they sat down it was like they were at the Banksy show and once again Banksy and the comeback of you talk a lot well, Kara knows that she talks a lot, but they're talking about her right now. I'm going to say it. We said it a little bit earlier. This was not a cute look for Kara. She's giving off this holier-than-thou aura in which I don't think she understands how it's reading to the viewers. I agree. Um, yeah, I agree to a certain extent. I think that um, 
in the tension of the moment, I think they were both a little bit defensive. Yes. Um, but I think that, I think the fact of the matter is that it was kind of like a two-on-one situation. And then Carmel became like the voice of the two. Sure. So like her voice kind of like weighed a little bit more than what it would have if like Vicky was talking. Right. From being well, Banksy honest. will call out Kara for her saying that missed lines happen and that she too missed lines. And Kara's like, well, you missed two of them. It's like, oh boy, we're really doing this high school school round thing. <laughs> this is now going to get Banksy to tell Kara that she was just as shit as her. Kara will take great offense to this and say that she was not. And Banksy will say, fuck off and walk out. The drama is dramaing. Banksy says iconic. that she, yeah, right. Banksy says that she couldn't have made it up. She felt they were really collaborating. It feels like they brought it in as a scapegoat. To be fair, based on the critiques, Banksy did get the most praise. So even before they knew what was happened, they were just ready to turn on her. Yeah. Now with Banksy out of the room, Kara will say that Banksy took the lead because she wanted to be heard. But Kara says, knowing she talks as well, that doesn't excuse how Banksy acted. I mean, roll the tape. Kara did the same thing to Tamara. So maybe let's use this as a teaching moment. Yeah. Kate will tell us that each member of the group is trying to deflect the blame from themselves. So one of those three is a traitor. Jordy, traitor, faithful, lip syncing. And that, friends, was a reference to the brilliant television program, The Traders UK, and the brilliant moment by Maddie. Um, if, if you haven't watched The Traders UK, it is a must, must watch. Also, please get Claudia Winkleman on this fucking show. Get her as a guest judge or someone. Please do her for a snatch game, and I will give you all the advice and how to make it do well. Um, have you seen Traders the television so program, good. The Traders? Yeah. Yes, I've seen the UK version and I've also seen the American version. I can't wait. I have to watch Canada. I have to go see how Miss Fierce Yeah, I want to go see. I want to see the Canada one as well. He will innocently ask Kara that she said people miss lines, but without specifying, it was a choice of two. And that is true. Math is mathing. Meanwhile, backstage, Banksy alone will be talking to an unseen body as she tells them that she feels like she is being turned into a fucking villain when she's been so nice and generous to everybody she doesn't deal with conflict well and will fight for the crown but she will not fight other people as she is not a fighter now ginger says that they didn't see the conversation would like some context so kate will say that she can kind of see where Banksy is coming from as when you know you fucked up you become instantly defensive but at the end of the day it's how she's feeling Kara will say that they all messed up as Banksy returns and will say to Kara. And Banksy will say to Kara and Vicky that she apologizes for making them feel like she threw them under the bus and says that hearing her name made her so scared to leave and thought it was it them lining her up to lip sync and go home. Kara will say that sometimes they will mess up in a challenge and she wasn't trying to make it seem that Banksy was why they didn't do well. So she will apologize if she offended her in any way. Banksy says water on the bridge, but like Kara, I don't think I would have come back that quickly. Um, how Same. would you have done that? I'm going to be honest. Um, First off, we're on TV. So I would have definitely had my Candy Muse moment, my Jasmine Kennedy moment. I would have definitely gone off. I don't think I would have bounced back that fast. Yeah, I don't think I would have either. But I would have been girls so pissed. <laughs> Agreed. The girls are back and Rue has made some decisions. Kate, Dee, Dee Vicky, and Banks here. Safe that leaves Miss Naomi Card and Carmel is the bottom two. Do you agree? I don't. I think that, um, believe it or not, I think Vicky should have been in the bottom. 
I think her look wasn't that good. I didn't think she did that good in the challenge. Like, in all honesty, that was the worst group. Kara, Vicky, and Banksy. But, in my opinion, Banksy had the best look out of the three. So, I think that should have left Vicky and Kara to lip sync against each other. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think the knee had anything to do with anything? You see, at first I thought so, but then they only talked about it the one time. I think that rather than having a girl quit because they're going to have a knee problem and they needed a certain amount of queens for the next week, they were like, well, we need Naomi to go home and it's going to be an absolute victory if Kara sends her home. Yeah. <laughs> the song is The Only Way Is Up by Yaz. Have you heard this song before? Because I loved it. I've never heard it before. And I want to. Yeah, I've never heard it. it before. And I was like, wow, this song is actually really good. It was 80s realness, but at the end of the day, this was the caramel experience. And Naomi was just trying to keep up, neat, bad knee and all. You could tell Naomi wanted to be there, but Kara just had that extra bit of flavor. And it wasn't even through any tricks or anything. Her performance prowess is just unmatched. Like even just that little drum solo, it was all it took. Yeah, I agree. And it also looks like Kara, Kara just knew that song. Like she really knew how to embody that song. While Naomi, I think she did struggle a little. Little bit. She knew this song better than uh ooh ah uh, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, Miss Naomi Carter's out. Carmel says, "Do you agree?" I do agree. I do. Yeah. Well, I got some burning questions for the wrap of this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah, let's get it. What is Miss Naomi Carter's legacy? I think she is definitely going to get the Golden Boot Award for this season. 100 million percent that look that she made was it's pretty bad it's pretty bad this week ginger johnson's like thank god um that bitch wore that look because i'm not the worst of the year <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> who won the week who had the best episode i'm sorry what was the question who won the week who had the best episode who won the week um I want to say, I think this was Kate's episode, honestly. I agree. I think this really set her up as a star in the making. Yeah, but I also am worried because this can go one of two ways. Um, She's either going to, it's going to be her week again next week. And finally, she's going to get that win. Or we might be saying goodbye to Miss Kate, which I hope does not happen yet. Well, it is time for a Ruskal next week. Um, Whose curtain will drop? Now, I don't know if this is going to be a sung lip sync or it's going to be live singing or they're going to be lip syncing to someone else's voice. If they have to use their own voice in any way, shape or form, I'm a little bit worried for Banksy because she is proven that she is not a singer. Yeah, I'm kind of worried for a few of them. Yeah. After four episodes, the winner of the season is. All right. I've been saying it since the beginning. I think it's going to be Michael Maruli. Listen, I think Kara coming in the bottom here and her arc is very interesting. I don't know if Rue loves her. She loves Michael, though. And I, I think between the two of them, you might have your winner. Um, I said Michael because every season on Drag Race UK, when there's a drag queen with a male name, they win. They win. That's interesting. That's true. It is true. 
Well, friends, I guess you got to change your names if you want to win this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yes, you can find me at AutraQuartz underscore on Instagram and Venmo. That's A-D-R-A-Q-U-A-R-T-Z underscore. Uh, coming up on, I don't know if this comes out by Saturday, but I oh, have a well. Halloween party. A Halloween party this Saturday at Father Knows Best in Bushwick, right off the L train at Wilson. I have tons of guests. Um, just to name a few, we have Damien Demise, D.D. Opulence, uh, Cleo Patron, Supernova. It's going to be a fun time on Saturday. Um, and yeah, every Thursday you can see me at Father Knows Best where we watch UK Drag Race. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here and you're going to be back on the podcast very soon. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs>